Hi guys, welcome to the Lumination Podcast. My name is Adora Lumina Mbelu, your Lumination host. This episode is a bit different from what I would normally share, okay? So today I want to share a bit of Bible study with you. Of course, I understand that my audience is of different, diverse faiths, right? And I completely acknowledge and I respect that. However, my connection to God and the supernatural is through my Christian faith. And so as a result, from time to time, I may be led to share some of the lessons that I learn from reading um, biblical scripture. Today's topic is titled, Are We Saved by Grace? Okay, are we saved by grace? So there's a school of thought that believes that all Christians are saved by grace. So it doesn't matter what you do in this life, you're saved by grace, okay? And that is sometimes interpreted to mean that there is no need to do what the Bible calls good works. So basically, you can do all the crazy things you want in this life, right? You can overdose on drugs, you can have all the sex you want, <laughs> you can you can be crazy, you can be negative, you can, you know, be greedy, it doesn't matter what you do. Um, you will still make heaven because Jesus Christ died for your sins and you're saved by grace. So that's what the school of thought pretty much is. But I want to share some thoughts to help give some context to the phrase saved by grace. I'll explain by sharing what I would call like an understanding of salvation. Okay, so hopefully by the end of this podcast episode, you'll have some clarity on what salvation really means and what the phrase saved by grace really signifies all right let's go so we'll start with what is salvation what is salvation so to understand salvation i feel like we have to understand sin first of all all right so what is sin in the original sense of new testament greek sin was a term that was used in archery and it basically just means to miss the mark so in hebrew Sin originates in archery and it literally refers to missing the gold at the center of the target, but hitting the target anyway. And in relation to the Christian definition, the gold center of the target could basically be viewed as God's commandment for righteousness. So to sin is to fall short of our potential. To sin is missing the mark of our higher self and our best quality of life. So when we say that God hates sin, so I'm sure you guys hear that a lot. Like people say, oh, God hates sin. What we're really saying in that context is that God hates that we're not being the highest of ourselves. So God hates that we're not being our highest self and we're not experiencing the best quality of life that he intended for us. So sin is essentially what separates us from God. Now, if you think about where sin sort of entered the world, right? So if you look at biblical scripture from Genesis, you will see that sin entered the world when Adam and Eve disobeyed God and ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They basically obeyed their own will rather than God's will. And by this, by doing that, they basically became conscious of right and wrong. That single act of disobedience, right? caused their human nature to be corrupted and so they received what we would call a sinful nature or sinful flesh by this very definition 
as descendants of Adam and Eve, as we all are, right? We have all inherited sin in the flesh. This is basically our tendency to want to follow our own self-will um, versus the will that God has prepared for us. So us following our own will versus God's will is us showing that we have inherited that sin in our flesh. And that's why John, 1 John chapter 1, verse 8 says, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. So yes, we all carry sin inside of us. However, there's a difference between carrying sin and committing sin. And this is where a lot of people get it wrong, right? Carrying sin means that you have the tendency to be tempted by the lust and the desires that you have, which are not in accordance with God's will. But you only commit sin when your mind and your heart conforms to the wishes of that lust. Can you see the difference, right? So again, you're carrying sin because you have the tendency to be tempted by the lust and the desires that you have that are not God's will for you. But you commit sin when your mind and your heart conforms to the wishes of that lust. So let me also explain that it is possible to commit sin and be unaware. So you can, you can speak or you can act contrary to God's will and not know about it when it happens in that moment. If it doesn't show up in your consciousness, you can't do anything about it. So in that case, when those deeds that you did subconsciously or unconsciously are brought to the forefront of your consciousness, then you have to deal with it. I'm, I'm not sure if you're following me, but I hope you are. So now that I've explained what sin is at its basic form, we need to know that Christianity calls us to be separate from this sin. What Christianity is basically saying is that sin has messed up man's heart and man's mind in the most damaging ways. And God calls us to separate from these damaging ways. So essentially, is God just saying to us that, look, I don't like what this sin is doing to you. It's not God saying, I don't want you to sin because if you sin, I'm going to punish you. I'm going to discipline you. It's not God being a principal of a school or being, being a strict teacher. It's God saying, I just don't like my heart breaks when I see what this sin does to you as a human. Like it, it keeps you from becoming your highest self and from living the quality of life that I intended for you. And that is what annoys God about sin. If you look at 2 Corinthians 6, 14, right? I'm going to just read through from 14 to about uh, 18, okay? So 14 goes, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and the spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. 
a lot of times when I have heard this scripture being referenced, it's always in reference to when we say do not be you know unequally yoked with each other we primarily use this to just reference you know being a believer versus being an unbeliever but we don't go deep into the context of what god is really saying to us here you see salvation is being delivered from that which can destroy so when someone is in danger and they get rescued or someone is suffering and they get relieved of that suffering we say they have been saved And that is similar to what the Bible is telling us about salvation. It is the harmony and the blessings that come when we separate ourselves and our lives from committing sin. Salvation is a free gift. We can't earn it, right? So we receive salvation by hearing the good news and believing it. We receive salvation through repentance. We receive salvation through turning towards Christ and trusting that he alone can save us basically we entrust ourselves to him but you see again this is one of the things i love about the bible i love the fact that um you know the bible is very very contextual i'm I'm not gonna go too deep into that on this anyways but um maybe i'll do another session on 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 understanding context and and this is why every time you read the bible you know if you if you can connect to god in the moment of reading scripture like ask god to show you revelations in the bible then you will read it beyond the literal um, understanding of what it is that you're seeing so if you look at ephesians 2 8 9 it says and this is the part that usually gets people confused about this whole grace thing remember i said salvation is a free gift we can't earn it right and we receive salvation by hearing the good news and believing it okay so in ephesians it says it is by grace you've been saved through faith not from yourselves it is a gift from god not by works so that nobody can boast okay so the question is if salvation is a gift and we don't get it by the works that we do do we really need to do any good works like what's the point of doing good works if salvation is a gift Let's look at Ephesians 2 verse 10. Okay, so we looked at the um, we looked at chapter 8 verse 9 and I think that's where we usually stop whenever we're trying to justify this whole thing of, you know, salvation being a gift, but we don't look at verse 10 and verse 10 is very descriptive of of where I'm going with this. Okay, so verse 10 says, "For we are God's handiwork." Look at this. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared for us in advance to do. I'm going to say that again. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared for us in advance to do. Good works are the result of God's grace. Grace is not the result of good works. I'm going to say that again. Good works are the result of God's grace. Grace is not the result of good works. You see, God desires us to do good works out of love, gratitude, and respect for him. Right? So good works is basically showing that we are saved. Yes, we're all saved by faith through the grace of God. But for you to truly bear spiritual fruits, I believe that you need to do good works. Good works are simply acts of obedience to God. Okay, so remember what I said before. This entire process is about God wanting us to be our highest self and experience the best quality of life. So no, when you say you are doing good works, you're not doing good works for God. You're not doing good works for him. You're doing good works 
for you and for humanity as a whole. Through good works, you bear spiritual fruits. So when we say you're saved by grace, we need to understand that, yes, you may be saved by grace, but this doesn't exempt you from doing good works. I'm hoping that that gave you some clarity. I know it's short. It's about this entire podcast is about what 12, 13 minutes. Um, but I just felt like, you know, I needed to share that. You know, I feel like there, there are people who sometimes struggle with that thought of, you know, do I really need to do good? Or, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, this whole thing is about being saved by grace. If I'm saved by grace, I don't need to do anything. And so I, I thought to sh- sort of share a bit of context. And, and I got this while I was doing a little bit of personal Bible study um, that I often do. And I thought that that was very uh, interesting and I wanted to share it. So now I'm just going to say a quick prayer before we get off this um, episode. So wherever you are, I just want you to close your eyes um, as I say this prayer. Dear God, you shaped us in your image. You created us in love. You gave us many gifts and many talents. Thank you, O Lord, for the gift of salvation. Thank you for upholding the faith that we have in you. Father, we ask today that you separate us from sin. We ask that you help us overcome our lustful desires, but rather embrace your will for our lives. Give us guidance today on how to use our best efforts, how to use our gifts, how to use our time. Help us walk the path that you guide us on and let our actions reflect you, O Lord. Let our actions reflect you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, guys, thank you for joining me on this quick Bible study. If you think there's anyone that needs to hear this, please feel free to share it with them. There are many amazing episodes on this Illumination podcast. I hope that you listen to them. While you're self-isolating, quarantining, um, please be safe out there. Um, Please take as many precautions as you possibly can during this time. Love you guys. Take care.